guys. It's Tay's Green Life with the band Heartsick. Hi, how's it going? Introduce yourself. Good. I, I, it's going well. It's not It's not too bad. It's uh, a miserable day out here in Michigan, <laughs> but getting better weather-wise. Um, I'm Alfonso. I sing for the band Heartsick, and it is an honor and a pleasure to be on your show. So thank you for having thank me. Thank you. Uh, so what kind of music is Heartsick? Uh, I, I would... I would begrudgingly say it's metal because a lot of purists and gatekeepers are going to be like, you know, metal. We're heavy. <laughs> We're heavy bands. Um, I don't know where we fall. exactly. I feel like if we had to like pick someone or some band to like compare ourselves to, I, I'd say somewhere in between like Deftones meets sleep token meets nine inch nails kind of thing that's kind of like that. yeah um i i pulled something it was treat every show as your last and every fan as the first what does this mean to you yeah so we've been a band for a really long time it's just <laughs> our band name um and that really came from like a a concept when we first started the band many, 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 many years ago. And it was the idea of just, you know, you never know who's going to be at a show. Um, so you should always put your best into the show. It doesn't matter whether there's one person watching or there's 10,000. We've, we've done both. You know, we, when we started, we literally played to the sound guy and the sound guy left, <laughs> you know, and then we've played louder than life. And we've played aftershock. We played, to thousands of people and it's like to me and to us i can speak for the guys on this there's no difference in between those two shows the, the difference is that one had people to witness what we were doing and the other didn't but we're still going to do the same show that we would give whether there's ten thousand people or one person on top of treating people with respect at a show it doesn't matter whether we played a show and there was only eight people that showed up. We're going to treat those eight people like, like royalty, or we're going to, you know, we play a big festival or there's a big tour that we're on and we're doing a signing. We're going to treat all those people that are in line, those 50, 60, whatever people in line the same way with respect. There's no, the idea that like the atmos atmosphere should dictate mm -hmm. your, your performance level or your enthusiasm level just doesn't resonate with us. It should just come from the heart, you know? Um, is that what, uh, like the band Heartsick, uh, the name, is it because of, because <laughs> of the heart you guys have? <laughs> yeah, kind of, but it's a little deeper. Um, yeah. To like, to not make like a super long story, really long, but to sort of like cliff note it, um, we used to be called No Life, K-N-O-W-L-Y-F-E. Uh, our drummer at that time, who had been in the band for like eight years already, always hated the name. Uh, he ended up passing away. Uh, so when he passed away, we were kind of faced with this sort of dilemma of how do we honor him and move forward, but still retain what is important to us. And we were going through a bunch of names and we were presented with the idea of changing the band name from one of our managers at that time. And we kind of were like, no, but 
after Matt's passing, we knew how much he hated the original band name and we're like, it would be cool to honor him that way. Um, and we started kind of like making a list of band names and Heartsick kept popping up. So we felt that that was really poignant and it was really meaningful to what we are as a band, as people. Um, you know, I, a lot of our songs really just revolve around the idea of, you know, heart felt things, you know, and, and being passionate about things and, and caring about others and, and being, you know, a positive light, but also dealing with, with trauma and dealing with loss, dealing with, you know, life in general. So we felt that, that, that fit, you know? That's why I like, um, cause my name, like Tay's Green Life, like I do a lot of like herbal stuff. So I make, like, I grow my own herbs. I, I make oh. like, products out of it. So like, to me, like, Tay's Green Life was like about growth and what is growth? Springtime, you know, earthy and stuff like that. So I can relate because like planting and creating things literally brought me out of my shell, got me out of depression. And like, it's important. That stuff helps. That stuff helps. And that's very, very cool. You don't meet a lot of people that do that. So that's cool. Um, Where the trees touch the sun. Um, I think that was... (laughs) <laughs> there was a couple music videos, so um, <laughs> I, I I was like, oh, this is the one I see on the website. But then yeah. like I go to YouTube and there's like twenty other ones, and I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. We put out a lot of content. Um, sure. Yeah, where's the trees touch the sun? What um, how is that song? What does that song mean? And how is that music video? So I write a lot in double entendres. So. I think it's fun to write in double entendres because you can kind of perceive different meanings from it. It can mean whatever it can have a double meaning and it, and it can mean it can fall into that sort of idea. Like if you think it means this, then yeah, that, that kind of does fit with that because it's still sort of the same theme. Um, the title itself comes from, uh, I'm Puerto Rican and I'm, I'm from Puerto Rico. There is a place called El Yunque, which mm-hmm. is the rainforest there and there's a mountain that you climb and there's a tower that you could get to at the top of the mountain and you can literally see the trees almost touching the clouds and the sun so, so that comes from that and then the meaning of the song itself is really about love um it came from you know how i feel about my wife and my son um and sort of like just wanting to experience all the things in life with them, the, the good things, the bad things, and, and searching for that within those relationships. That's cool. Like, I, I like the names. Like, um, what was it? Uh, Thrill of the Hunt, Animal Instinct, Love Letter. Um, what was the current one? It starts with a D. I don't want to mispronounce it. D. Uh, derecho. Yes. Derecho. Um, yeah, that that literally means right, like right turn. <laughs> <laughs> um. So that that one actually came out like two months ago. Um. Yeah. So you said that means right turn, but yeah, what does the yeah, song yeah. mean? <laughs> so the songs that the song is actually. Again, just double entendre, but the actual meaning of the song is conceptual. I, When we wrote the song, I was looking... I don't really like to write like in themes per se, like 
for example, I'm a big Glass Jaw fan, but I would never make an entire record like that's a breakup record or I really love like Hate Breed, but I'm not going to make an entire record about persevering and shit like that. It's just like lyrically, that stuff isn't interesting to me as a writer for me to write. Other people can do it. It's just not my thing. Um, so I just like to generally write about everything and anything that sort of interests me. And I was actually in my car and I called my sister and I called my wife and I say, hey, I have this idea. Can you record these lines for me? My sister's an actress in Atlanta. Yeah. And so I was like, you're in a room. A girl is in a coma and you're like, she's never going to get out of this. And I just made a song built around the idea of being in a coma and being stuck in this place that you don't really know that you're in, you know? I find that really interesting. I think that's cool. Like, it's cool that you're able to create, you know, these traumas in your life out of something and creating like these songs that other people can relate with because it's so surprising how many people out there, like there's a lot of relatable trauma. And it's unfortunate that, Things yeah. like that all the time. Um, yeah, I've actually, <laughs> I've never really left the country. I've been to Puerto Rico for like an hour. <laughs> so I, I I was like, we're not going to leave the airport because there's no point. Like, when no, we yeah, yeah. like, oh, hello, and then jump back in. Then I, yeah. yeah, but I would no, love no. to go back. I think I went when um, Hurricane just came through. Uh, I don't know which year it was, but it was, uh, even it was like, you could tell, even the airport was like damaged. And like, yeah. I, how do you feel about coming from, um, like that atmosphere to this atmosphere in America? Um, you know, it's, I, I go back to Puerto Rico from time to time to, we play shows in Puerto Rico about once a year. We'll play, we have a decent following there. Um, I love Puerto Rico. I think Puerto Rico is a beautiful place. Um, obviously it, it's its own little paradise. Um, but at the same time, I'd say it's like anywhere else. Like it's like the difference between Puerto Rico and being in the United States is if I get tired of Florida, I can go to Tennessee. If I get yeah. tired of Tennessee, I can go to Virginia. I can go yeah. to Michigan. In Puerto Rico, like you're stuck on this island, period. And it's <laughs> like you're here. You're yeah. not going anywhere. Like <laughs> what it is. So I'd say the biggest difference though is not so much scenery because you can find certain places in the united states that have a similar type scenery like if you go to la certain places in la will feel like puerto rico miami same thing where the difference really is is the culture um so the vibe that's there the culture it's really something that is only very unique to it or to a place that has a lot of that population and then i would say the 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 way that people aren't in a rush to do more most of anything compared to the united states the united states is just like go 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 like you know you got to do this now and it's like yeah. important it's island living so people are just like yeah you know we'll get to yeah. it I actually lived in Florida for five years. I'm from Virginia, but I lived there five years. And I went from Tampa to uh, Cape Canaveral area. And okay. I lived at the beach and everybody was like, oh, it's just island time. Like people were late. Oh, it's just island time. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, no, that's not how the world works. 
Yeah, see, like, uh. I, I'm I'm originally from Miami, so it like like I said, it's like being in the United States. But when I was living in Miami, I grew up in Miami most of my life. Like it wasn't that different because I was by the beach and because I was by like a lot of Hispanics. But now living in living in Michigan, then that's where really you see the difference, you know. Especially when I go back because I'm I'm living in a more rural part of the United States where I don't want to say culture lacks, but it's not the same cultural hub, right? Um, with that, do you think um, do you think Michigan needs a little bit more um, culture and people of color? Is that an issue that's up there in the music scene, or would you say that it's not? I think that I think Michigan definitely could use a little bit more culture in the sense of like exposure to the Hispanic Latino community outside of Mexican um, <laughs> because I think that I think that a lot of people up here a lot of American Anglo-Saxon white people <laughs> just assume that yeah again isolated state so they just assume if you're Hispanic you're probably Mexican and they don't really I don't think it's like a purposeful thing I don't I don't yeah. think people like doing it on purpose it's just that's all they see so that's what they perceive to be it i think as far as people of color i think we have a very diverse community in michigan of black hispanic native but i think that we're collectively in pockets and that's why i think we could use a an injection of culture to get people to mingle more outside of the pockets that they're in because you know it's like anywhere anywhere else right like you feel most comfortable where you feel most uh connected to right so it's like that makes sense so i think that in general michigan could use a little bit of cultural injection just more so of all of the like mixing more together rather than anything else interesting um so back to the music <laughs> we went from culture landscape now we're going yeah. to go back to music um because i do got some good questions especially about how um you won uh the blue ridge rock festival contest can we can we talk about that how was that process getting on that one that festival yeah, absolutely. Um, that was just basically us harassing the ever living shit out of the people at Blue Ridge Rock Festival. We've wanted to do it for a while, and they made the unfortunate or fortunate mistake on their part of making a competition out of who can get the most comments, and we're like, "Oh, it's on," <laughs> you know. <laughs> so we were just like, "Yeah, like let's 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 get people in on this," and. You know, our, our fans and friends are very supportive. Um, we've managed to build a very symbiotic relationship with people that support the band, our fans and our friends who are equally invested in the band in the same way that we are. And they were very kind and very generous in donating their time to going to that post and making sure that there was support for us and people being like this is the band you should pick and and it worked out and that's pretty much how that came about 
And with the rock festival, is it like kind of the same with all the other festivals? I think it was, I'm not sure what the festival is, Ink, the Ink one. Um, incarceration, yep. Yes, that one, was it almost the same way to get onto that one or do you think that one was a little smoother? No, no, that that's that's different. Um, we, we've built a relationship with Danny Wimmer Presents and the, the community there. Um, and we've begun to build some friendships and some ties and some business associations with people there. So that came out of just them being like, we want you on the festival. Here's an offer. And we said, absolutely. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Um, you said, how long have you guys been a band? Um... So the name... <laughs> Heartsick has been a band for eight years. Okay. The band in general, myself, our guitar player, and our bassist, minus our drummer, we have been in this same band for 23 years. That's insane. Yeah. And have you ever, like, thought you were going to, like, get to this point with the festivals and all that? Uh, no, I, I like. I think every time we do some, every time something else happens, we're just like, "This is wild." Like, we like, we just have the idea of like, well, if you don't ask, if you don't try, you never know. So we just try, and that's really it. It's, it's never a like. We never believe that it's actually going to happen. It's always like, well, this is a thing, so let's try to make this thing a thing, and then we just try and if it works out great if it doesn't it doesn't there's no real like there's no real like aspiration to like i don't know like to be rock stars or make fucking an ass load of money doing this or or whatever people's motivations are which is which is fine everybody has their own motivation to do things but ours has never been anything other than we just want to like make heavy ass music and play shows but that simple idea just continues to push us forward to like, well, if we landed this, can we do this? And then we'll go for that. And then like, holy shit, that worked. Let's try this. You know? uh, it's funny because like, well, I've only had my business for uh, almost a year, but it was a candle business before. And then I just, I did an interview for my business. Like someone interviewed me about it. And then like, we became really good friends. And then he was like, I'm looking for someone to come up with questions for my interview and help me scout people. And I was like, I'm there, I'm down. And um, he ended up being like, you know what, do you want to be a co-host? And I was like, that's fine too. And then he was like, oh, I don't want to do it anymore. And I was like, <laughs> but I can't stop. Cause there was like, I had a whole like month worth of people booked. And I was like, I kind of don't want to stop. So I just kept going. And then I started like interviewing people and then like, Eventually, I had to get my own equipment, which is literally a webcam, a laptop, and a mic just plugged in. Um, like you gotta, you know, you just gotta start somewhere. And it surprises me too, like talking to you. Like that's cool. You're all the way from Michigan, and I'm like Richmond, and it's it's, yeah, it's like, cool. Yeah, it's part of networking, and that's that's really important. That's really all it is, man. It's like just the idea of like just try what yeah. like. What are you going to lose yes. by trying? What's the worst that can happen? You get bored of it? Okay. You don't really like how it looks? Okay. You don't get anybody to really like 
bite to what you want to do. Yes. Okay, whatever. Like, none of that matters. Like, no yes. one is going to be like, oh, remember that time you tried that podcast and it didn't work? Like, nobody <laughs> remembers that shit. Like, nobody's going to be like, oh, remember that time you went to try and get that festival and they told you no? Like, nobody fucking cares, man. Just yeah. try. Yeah, I was actually, everyone's like, you should try. Ask Blue Ridge. And I'm like, I am not up there yet. I need to try. get a better camera. I need to, like, people were like, just interview people there. And I was like, let me get my equipment. And then I could start doing the festivals. You know, I started, yeah. like, I'm doing, like, the little tiny festivals that, um, there's this cool bar called Another Round. And they, mm -hmm. like, have all these local guys come out all the time and play local shows and just have a local crowd. And it's it's fun and they're doing like a three-day festival of all the local bands from Virginia and like that shit's cool as shit so I'm going there with like my phone and doing like little recordings and just trying like hey it's gonna pay like, eventually you know if it gets good enough one of my <laughs> one of my really good friends and does a lot of publish uh he's like acts as a publicist from time to time uh his name is Jonathan Beatty I remember Jonathan and I love telling the story because it's it really is the quintessential coming of age sort of like look what you've been able to do story and just like you he had this idea of wanting to do a podcast and I remember John interviewing local bands and we were his second band in our van with this like shitty microphone and like this like little laptop and he's just doing this interview <laughs> fast forward years later and john has interviewed incubus john has interviewed corn john has interviewed i mean name a big name and this dude has done it yeah. and it's getting these artists and he started in the back of our van interviewing us like again <laughs> like literally like i saw this grow and happen like all it takes is putting your fear of no aside and your fear of failure aside and just going i just want to try and once you try and you're like oh that kind of worked and you keep doing it that's the challenge now like oh shit like how 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 much bigger can i go right yeah yeah i literally was like <sighs> Oh man, I was looking back and I was thinking about it and I was like, wow, I never thought I like now that I go to shows, people are like, oh my God, I know you, I know you, I know you. And, I, and I'm like, <laughs> like, I don't even know you right now. Like how you guys know me. There you go. And right? it's, it's crazy. And it's, um, what was it? Delicious. It was another podcast you were on. Delicious. Dope. Deliciously dope. Yep. Yep. Yes, he has reached out to me too. Um, and he's the one that gave me recommendations to reach out to you as well. Um, cool. yeah, yeah knowing cool. like other people like that is cool too. Cause then like you can appear on their podcast, they can come out and like back and forth. And I think that's very important. Like people don't understand what conversation does and the effort you do with that conversation. Like it's Absolutely. not just fake stuff. You have to genuinely want it. You have to genuinely want to talk to these people because if you don't, then it's, it's going to like not work out. And like, people be like, Oh, you just talk to people. And I'm like, that is tiring. <laughs> Yeah. I was like sometimes like I I have about like it takes me about two hours to get ready for one of my interviews not like like uh physically ready more like emotionally because I'm like no yeah what if I sure, say yeah. something awkward or what if I'm like doing this and I have to like tell myself just be yourself and if people like you they like you and if they don't then they don't you know there's literally nothing you can do exactly 100 percent 
Yes. <laughs> that's the right attitude to have. Yes. And I think that's great. That's why, um, cause when I met, um, Damon from a virtue, um, he was on my first season and he was like, he's like following me on social media and I'll comment on stuff and I'm like, Oh my God, that's so cool. And he comments back <laughs> and he's engaging. And I love that. Yeah, and he's cool. like, he Dude. came to the canal club with, um, Gideon, which was amazing. I loved that show. Like that man, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, Damon was there and I met him and he, I, he hugged me and he was like, oh my God, I love what you're doing. Like, keep it up. And that was so inspirational to me. Like having these artists that are getting up to, that are like seeing me too. Like, oh, hey, I see your podcast. Like, that's- yeah, You're growing, they're growing. That's the whole point, right? We all should, we all should help each other out. And um, what kind of places have you you've been in the United States? Other than, I mean, playing in Puerto Rico is probably cool too. Like- Yes, How is that amazing. Uh, we do really well there. So we we have an amazing following, an amazing fan base there. So Puerto Rico is always a really good time. We play about two shows and we just have a lot of fun, go out and sightsee, go on the beach. Um, we've played pretty much almost every state in the United States, minus Alaska, Hawaii, and a few others. But I think the last time I counted, we played like 45 out of the lower 48, I think. That's so not many states that we haven't touched. So thank God. That's cool. And you have, um, what other festivals do you have coming up uh, besides Blue Ridge and the Inkland? So we're doing Blue Ridge. We're doing Incarceration. Um, we just announced a smaller festival in Pennsylvania called Upstage. Um, and then we are waiting to hear back from a few others. So we'll see what's going on. But those are the only ones that are confirmed and announced right now. Cool, cool. And what um, what kind of things do you guys got planned for the rest of the year? Anything you would like us to know before we get out of this interview? Yeah, so uh, we have a new EP that we're going to be dropping here probably sometime in April. Um, we have a new song and new videos coming out uh, within the month of like May, June, July. Um, we have a tour that we're about to announce for July. Uh, which will be out on the road before we hit Blue Ridge and the festival runs. Um, and then we have a couple of other things that are in the works with some bigger artists, but we don't know just yet. So we can't really like talk too much about it, but a lot of stuff is in the works, but definitely right now, I think the biggest takeaways are uh, new EP, new music, new videos, and a tour in July. That's cool. You guys need to check out Heartsick. Um, what other platforms should we uh <laughs> should we find you on? Uh you can find us literally on every platform, Facebook, Instagram, yeah. TikTok, Bandcamp, uh on damn near everything, Twitch. We're on all those things. Do we use all of those simultaneously? No. Uh <laughs> we're most active on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Um, but best way to get to any of our socials just go to our website heartsick.us and you can literally find everything there it's, it's probably the easiest way to do it cool cool um i appreciate having you here um sure. such a great interview i loved um having your input on anything is there anything you think the scene needs more of other than what we were talking about anything else you think i think i think that in general, the scene needs to know that there's room for everybody. I think we are, as artists, conditioned to compete against each other, whether it be get on the internet and get your fans to vote you on Blue Ridge or, you know, 
my band's releasing this day and my band's releasing this day. Like, I think there's this idea that's been etched in our brains as artists that we're somehow competing with each other and that our talents aren't valuable if we aren't outdoing each other or if we aren't, you know, creating at the same exact levels that those who are in the higher echelons are. And, and that's, and that's completely false. That's a, a rhetoric that is built to simply keep the doors locked from certain people and keep them open for other people. And the idea that there's just not enough room for everyone and everything is a hundred percent bullshit. Um, I don't think God created millions and millions of human beings yes. to go across the world to simply only have enough room for X amount of everything. I think that there's enough room for everybody and everything because everybody has a different taste. Everybody has a different lifestyle. Everybody has a different idea of what life is. And if we just are kind to each other and accept each other and support each other as artists and say, I'm not a metalhead, but I fucking love Heartsick and I'm not a hip hop artist, but I love Trey Wu and I'm not, <laughs> but, and we just support each other and say, yo, check out this band and do more of that, especially in the underground, rather than making a cover, a vocal cover of Bad Omens, who everyone and their mom knows, and maybe who you to support your friends and go, hey, this is a local band I really love, and I'm going to cover their song. <laughs> I think things like that are, are That's way That's funny because more... uh, two of the members are from here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, I, right. <laughs> I that's what we need. Yes. Yeah. You know, this isn't a competition, man. Our, no. our, Art isn't a competition. Art's it's a art's lifestyle. <laughs> I love it. Like I, I'm all for doing like community things. Like I love doing these interviews. I like giving other people exposure. I like people giving me exposure. I like going to like the concerts, pop ups, all of it. Like it's it's a crazy network, and all of it's combined in some way. And I think yep. that's important. You don't need to just stay in one section. You you should explore. You should talk to other people. Like I keep saying, networking is very important. Um, especially mental health too like that's mental health is very important because without it like you wouldn't be able to do what you're doing you know i mean some I of the mental health issues helped out but then you don't like you want to keep yourself positive to keep yourself moving exactly 100 percent. cool uh <laughs> our interview was about to end um it was a pleasure talking with you um yeah, for having me pleasure talking to you so thank you for having me thank you yeah. for making the I appreciate it. Um, guys, this is Heartsick. Um, Alfonso, can we find your plugs? Like, where can we find you at? Yeah. So uh, Instagram.com slash HeartsickBand. Uh, Facebook.com slash HeartsickBand. YouTube slash HeartsickOfficial. Uh, Bandcamp, HeartsickBand. Uh, Twitter, HeartsickBand. Or simply go to Heartsick.us and get it all there. Appreciate it. Um, it was a pleasure having you. Um, guys, make sure you look up Heartsick. Um, they're going to be at Blue Ridge, too. That's very important. Um, if you are going to Blue Ridge, which I'm also going to Blue Ridge, I'm excited. Um, <laughs> so make sure you guys listen to them on all these platforms. And uh, thank you for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Take care. Okay, you have a wonderful day. <laughs>